What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brent McGrath. It's Thanksgiving week. A housekeeping note to kick this off. We will not be publishing an episode on Friday. You probably will be out there, Black Friday, in the mix, dropping elbows, trying to get deals. You have no time for Modern Day Marketer. We understand that. So we're going to hold tight. This is the only episode of the week. I'm bringing on Elena, who's the head of growth over here at The Juice. We had an event last week, how to run laps around your competition with content distribution. And we're going to talk about the follow-up plan. So we met before the event, got a line, talked about what we wanted to do. And we figured, you know what? It might make for a good episode to share that out and talk about how we got through things. If you like what we're doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a friend that you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. Like I mentioned in the intro, this is the only episode that we will be dropping this week. Figured no one's going to be paying attention to marketing speak on Black Friday, probably out shopping, maybe still hold up on the couch from the holiday. Um, But we wanted to make sure we brought this episode to you coming off the heels of our event on content distribution from last week. Before that event, we as a team talked about our follow-up plan and how we want to follow up with this audience, this captive audience who've come to listen to us and the people that we've curated talk about a topic that is near and dear to our heart. So that's what we're going to do today. I have tapped in Elena, who is helping lead the charge on our follow-up plan. You've heard Elena on the program before. She leads growth at The Juice. I'm done talking on the intro. Elena, welcome back. How's it going? Good, good. It's an exciting day over at The Juice. Excited to see this event come to life. Can you believe that so many people, and I will just full transparency for the audience sake, because timing on podcasts is always tough. We actually have not hosted the event yet. The event is happening in a few hours. So we're actually recording this podcast before we're recording this podcast to talk about follow-up before we actually do the event, but that's just how it works. But I guess maybe at the top, like, did you anticipate this sort of demand for this topic that, you know, we've been trying to push for some time? Like what's your, what's your perspective? I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, there's definitely talk in the market about content distribution or we wouldn't be kind of putting a stake in the ground with it, but at the same time, I think it just being the end of the year and B2B starts to slow down quite a bit. I just was a little surprised that so many people were still like energetic enough about the topic to be signing up like the week before Thanksgiving. Cause I, I, it just seems like everyone is trying to like figure out next year's budgets and just has a lot of extra tasks this time of year. So it's always hard to squeeze in time for learning. So yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, but not super surprised about the fact that people want to hear about content distribution. Yeah. I think the, uh, so yeah, in planning this, it was like, you know, you look at what other players in the market are doing and when they're hosting events and it's, you're trying to like, you know, attention is in certain areas. So it was like, I don't know, before we ran it through the ringer a few times and it was like, all right, this is the only, you know, legitimate week in time available, but It ended up working out. Um, Maybe it's people are interested in learning right before they turn their brains off for food, family and football uh, for next week. But yeah, I think, you know, my, my take on it was, I think that our audience is, I think our audience is interested in learning more about distribution, but the volume and quality of people, I was, I was, I 
I'm pleasantly surprised with too. So I guess like this is probably like, you know, from a marketing perspective, the biggest or uh, most valuable, one of the most valuable things we've done just from the sheer amount of people that have raised their hand and said, hey, I'm interested in learning more from you all. So Jonathan has pushed us, which I think is good because I have been in the moment of the planning and the preparation around this to, hey, let's make sure we consider our follow-up plan ahead of this event because we've done events and it's been we've been reactive on that. So I think that was kind of a kick in the butt for all of us to get organized around it. So I guess maybe to start things off, like when you think of like, events, webinars, digital events, like traditionally, like as the, um, the viewer or the participant attending, like maybe share, like what, what are some, some not so great things that you have experienced in the past, just in terms of the follow-up? Yeah, I have experienced all of it. I think the big one is hearing from somebody that I've never heard of in my life that can happen. I think a lot of times it's, very traditional to like pass all of the communications over to the sales team after an event. And I think that's just tough because you're trying to stand out in an inbox. And if you don't use a name that's recognizable, I I think that's really going to impact your results. On top of that, I think it's just the like incessant emails too. I think like getting, you know, five or 10 emails in like the two weeks after an event is not really uncommon, but really a lot of people that sign up for events, they haven't indicated to you that they're necessarily ready to buy. And so I think that's a really like tricky line you have to walk. And so the the quantity of emails can be overwhelming as well. So those are kind of the two big things. And then I think there's some events where, you know, bigger than what we're talking about today, but some events have so many sponsors that you, you don't even recognize the brand itself that's reaching out to you afterwards, which um, is not something we'll be having an issue with since we're working with such a small group. But those are probably like the three big things that really frustrate me. Yeah, no, I think those frustrate me too. And I think, but be, being on the other side and being the organizer, I think about the hours put in, not just for me, but everyone on the team uh, around organizing, promoting, planning with this event. And it's like, you know, we don't just do this event to, you know, make everyone feel good. Like we want to inspire people. We want people to get, think, think differently a little bit about content distribution and how the juice can help. But I think it's that balance. It's like, how do we take that next step with this group um, and think about, uh, get them to consider like what the juice might have to offer instead. And, and instead of just like, thinking about themselves, thinking about and trying to figure it out themselves. So I think it's like, we're, we're all in this tough time as marketers where we're trying to you know generate pipeline for our sales team. But also too, it's like, we don't want to compromise uh, this the, the brand that we've built. So I don't know, I've been, I felt really, we're going to get into some of the planning stuff, but I felt uh, pretty good about our ability to understand that like, yes, we have goals that we want to achieve from this event. But like, let's go about this in a way that is not going to turn people off after they attend the the event. And then all of a sudden feel like they're in our sales funnel and they are just deleting all of our emails and they're, you know, telling us to, to piss off. So maybe like, 
that that like reflection of being on the other side and now like being on the or being the organizer planning the follow-up like as you've been thinking about and thinking about the emails and that sort of thing like have you can have you been considering like how can you like eliminate some of those not so great experiences that you've received in the past with what you're trying to deliver with the audience on the other side of this event yeah definitely i mean i think just going back to those three things that that bother me about other outreach after events. I think, you know, we're making sure that all of the communication is flowing through you because our audience is going to recognize you and the other speakers that were part of the event. So I think that was critical to me um, in terms of quantity of emails. Like we really, and you know, we're always marching to this drum beat, but like really wanted to focus on minimizing the quantity and maximizing the quality or the value. So um, I think the way we've packaged up the follow-up emails is also high value for the person who's reading it. So we've bucketed in the the recording with the kind of call to action. Um, so if you open the email, you're not interested in, in partnering or um, in what we have to offer right now, that's totally fine. You still get the recording and we're sending like a minimal number of, of emails to make sure that people see that value and we're just going to like cut ourselves off basically and not allow ourselves to send five or 10 emails over the course of two weeks. So yeah, that was, that was really important to me. It's just minimizing quantity and maximizing the value we deliver. I love it. So let's talk about like the meeting we had. And I think everyone, I think has different expectations ultimately when you think about an event based on our roles and what we're looking to achieve. And so I think it's really good. And this is probably something we're not going to not do events anymore after this. Like this has been successful for us. So we're going to continue to do it. But like, this is the first time we've really dedicated a meeting to talk through how everyone feels, their thoughts, what the the approach. Um, And when you kind of get under the hood and you start talking about this, like whether it's email workflows, whether it's communication, whether it's time, whether it's person on the email, like there are hundreds of decisions, maybe that's bombastic, but it feels like there's hundreds of decisions that need to be made and we all need to agree on it. So we met, it was Jonathan, CEO, Elena, head of growth, Kate, head of sales, me, head of marketing. And so we all met just to like talk about it. Like, this is where we're at. These are the brands. Here are the number of people. Like, what do we want to do? So maybe talk about that from your seat, just as a participant in that meeting. Like, uh, do you think like getting organized like that before is a helpful thing? And maybe like, what were your kind of key takeaways from us kind of trying to get on the same page before we did this thing? Yeah, I think it was really effective and I was really glad we did it. First of all, I think just making sure we all knew, first of all, what the plan was, I think is something we're not really feeling, but that probably happened is that that's saving us a lot of back and forth after the fact, you know, we're not going to have to be like, what was sent again, or who's it coming from, or what's the plan, you know, so I think just saving ourselves that time and just getting it all done up front was helpful. Um, And making sure that both like the marketing sales, and then like, as growth, I tend to be kind of in the middle of things, just making sure we're all covering our bases from our perspective. Because I know, like, you know, it's pretty obvious. I think what marketing and sales are focusing on, like you got the trust, you have revenue focus. And then like, I'm trying to focus on like just the flow and like that it, 
is a really good experience for people so that they actually hear and see like what we're trying to say to them. So I think getting all of those voices in a room was really important. And luckily, like our team's pretty in sync anyway. So I didn't feel like in terms of big takeaways, it wasn't groundbreaking in my opinion. It was just like, okay, we all agree this needs to be short, sweet, high quality, and this is how we're going to do it. So that was kind of my big takeaway, I guess, was just we all are pretty much on the same page for the most part. And so it's just good to like confirm all the details in that setting. I agree with what you said. One of the one of my key takeaways from it was our conversation around audience segmentation. And so we had a list, like I was documenting bullets of like things to do, process flow, assigning individuals to that process flow, and then also like hitting some action items. And one of the things we discussed was audience and audience segmentation. And like, this is where I like felt really good inside when we were talking about this. It's like, okay, we're, we're actually as a team talking about the fact that even, even like we have 400 plus people signed up for this thing, but like these individuals couldn't be more different. And how do we begin to bucket them in different groups? Because the way we need to follow up with those different groups is different. And that matters with the copy on the communication that matters with the offers that we're delivering. And to me, like, I know we should all be segmenting our audiences and we should all be sending out different messages, but it's not easy. And oftentimes we, instead of we default to it being easy. And then what happens is everyone gets the same message and it kind of falls on deaf ears because while it, while we write it to try to get, get people to raise their hands and to talk to us, like, it, we really write for no one because we're trying to write for everyone. So I don't know, audience segmentation, that was a key kind of uh, takeaway for me. I know you've been kind of working through through that. I know Jonathan um, definitely got his hands dirty on the list, trying to bucket things out and break it out, but maybe talk a little bit about audience segmentation and like how important you think that is to the overall follow-up plan. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That was huge. I was glad we were all on the same page there because I think it's mission critical. I mean, like you said, it falls on deaf ears and I, there's so many emails in my inbox that I, I, I really want to read these newsletters or follow-ups or whatever, but at the end of the day, they're not specific to me, like some of the other emails in my inbox are. And so I put them to the side and say, I'm going to get back to them, but who knows how long that's going to take just with other priorities. So I think that is mission critical is making sure like if, if you're really trying to deliver value to people and like build their trust, you have to show that you have some understanding of who they are. And if you're not, if you have the data and you're not doing that, like that's a huge problem in my opinion. Like it's, it's not always fun to get into the data. Like, like you said, I know we had Jonathan on the internal side, like figuring out just like how to, categorize them from our perspective. But then you also have the tech side, which is like, okay, I have multiple lists now. How do I put these into the CRM and then segment them out? And then even segmenting further, like as someone moves through a campaign or a follow-up campaign, like sending them a different message if they opened the first email versus if they didn't, you know, I mean, some people just, it got lost in their inbox. And so there's no reason to like jump ahead in your message if they never saw the first one. So anyway, I think that that audience segmentation is just 
really, really important. And we've seen it work for us in the past in terms of open rates and click-through rates and responses. So just we try to double down on that whenever we can. And I, I think it'll pay off. I'm excited about it um, like you are. Maybe maybe let's kind of close out with just the the speed of delivery and maybe like in the past, whether it was at the juice or maybe in previous stops, when I think about these like follow-ups, I think about like, okay, yeah, you're going to send the recording, but like, is anyone really going to read, watch the recording? So does it really need to be out the next day? Um, so then all of a sudden you're sending this out, you know, a week later, and then for sure, no one's going to, no one's going to open your email and click on it. And so I think what's different about this approach for, from our standpoint, knowing that on the other side of this, we have Thanksgiving and, you know, Black Friday, and people are probably going to be out uh, most of next week. We have been very intentional with saying, okay, like we understand we're doing this event, but there's also like, we need to be mindful of the speed behind it. And so like up until, you know, yesterday on Slack, we are like talking about how we like how we want this to actually happen in the different steps that take place with the video recording, where it's going to be hosted, when's the email going out? And I think we've all come to the like we've all came to the determination of how it's going to look and who's responsible for what. But I think what's different about this time as opposed to maybe some of my other previous digital events slash webinar experiences, this is the fact that like we we're getting this out of the door tomorrow and we're doing it because if we don't do it, no one might ever see this email. And so then we might not maximize this event, which we spent all of this time, energy and resources putting, putting ourselves into to the fullest. So speed of delivery, we're trying to move fast on this. Talk a little bit about that from your standpoint, because I know you've been thinking about it and planning the whole workflow and communication strategy. Yeah, I think for me, this goes back to just maximizing value. And I think putting ourselves in the shoes of our audience and they are all very busy. Like you said, I mean, next week is especially busy because it's both personally and professionally pretty busy. So I think just knowing that like speed of delivery is critical to making sure we maximize value for them. Like that topic is going to be very top of mind for the people who attended the event this this afternoon. And then it's also going to be top of mind for the people that are like, ah, shoot, I missed it like the day after. But in my experience beyond that, like I totally forget about events. Like if it's not within that 24 hour period, it it starts to become irrelevant. So I think again, just like reflection putting ourselves in their shoes, like we knew that was true and we're ultimately trying to provide value here. So like we have to do that as best we can. And speed was what we needed, especially this time around to do that. It definitely takes a lot of work on the front end, like just with an event, especially, you know, we don't have the final like asset, the recording until after it's done. So you just have to make sure so much of the the campaign building is all like done, ready to go besides that prior to the event, but also like the, the attendees and registrants list isn't done until right when the event starts. So I think that's another thing that's just, we have to make sure that we have like the bandwidth in the day of to like put all those final details together so that we can push that communication out tomorrow. So it's just a lot of um, just being strategic and planning. And I, like you said, I think it's really easy for us to do that for the the event itself, but um, it often falls on the same people to like, make sure that that follow-up 
also is strategic. And luckily, we've been able to spread this this workload across the team, which I think has made it more feasible than probably other teams that we've worked on in the past. Yes, I appreciate the distributed work and of responsibility when it comes to this. And I feel like we're in a really good space. So if you attended the event and you are listening to this podcast, double bonus points, you are a uh, we appreciate you uh, being engaged with our audience and you already know what the offer is and have access to it. If you did not attend the event and you're listening to this, go to the juice. We've uploaded the event on the juice. You can watch it, check it out at the end of it. You know, we'll be talking about a little bit about an offer. If you're interested in learning more about that, you can definitely reach out to us. Always have the contact info in our show notes. Elena, we've got some follow-up planning probably just to make sure we get everything over the uh, final uh, final line. I'm sure we'll be slacking back and forth this afternoon on timing of the recording and when it goes where and all the fun stuff that goes into it. But thank you for joining the pod and sharing some perspective on event follow-up. I'm sure we will be talking very soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always enjoy those conversations with Elena. Hopefully you enjoyed getting a little peek behind the curtain on how we operate over here at The Juice. You all have a really good Thanksgiving week. Make sure you're full, really full. Enjoy the football, enjoy the family time, all those things that go along with this holiday. Take care of yourself, take care of others around you. And we'll be back, more Modern Day Marketer, on Monday. Take care.